beat them if they're number one, then now we're number one, according to rankings. But we don't want to take none of that. We want a, a good game against a good team, and we're still humble, and we don't want to be ranked. We want to be out in the top 25 because we're still hungry. And when we're hungry, we eat. Fire and ice tag pod. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We haven't announced this, but we're actually live this week. Yeah, it's got a we got a nice audience here, and uh, we appreciate the applause. Thanks, shouts. guys. Yeah, it's uh it's been a long time coming, but you guys have been requesting a live show, and this is us. Yeah, this is us. You're trying, you're finally seeing our faces. Mm-hmm. Kent's a lot more attractive than I am, but. You know, I'm here. You know, I'm sitting in the corner here with my dunce hat on. So there you go. So what's up, Will? How are you? I'm great, Kenny. Yeah. Me too, I guess. Good, good. You got a uh, very festive shirt on tonight. Yeah, it's a red, red and white striped shirt. It is. It looks yeah. like it's uh, like pulled from my dad's closet out of the '80s, but like you brought it back and it's still tight. Like, yeah, I, it's not I, bad. I, I actually like it. it. Yeah. I truly like it. Truly. Not, I'm not shitting on it. Truly yeah. Yeah. like it. Uh, one of our sponsors, by the mm-hmm. way. Our one and only sponsor. <laughs> hey, we're back. We are freaking back. This is the part where I say we are freaking back. It's the Fire and Ice Pack Podcast. We are a NC State-based podcast. We're, we are a very small niche, very small genre, if you will, of podcasts that are dedicated to NC State sports, but we mostly talk about other stuff in the end. So, uh, we're But this is this one actually is jam-packed full of sports now. We are we jam-packed full of sports. Two different... Uh, Revenue sports going on right now. Two different revenue sports going on right now that we're going to honor. Um, episode 24, Kent. Yeah. Can you believe we've done 24 of these things? It's unbelievable. And we still have like you know, 12 to 14 listeners that are dedicated to us? We have a little bit more than that. Okay. Yeah. That was so, if so this short. is your 24th podcast that you've heard, you're officially what, Kent? You're a day one. A day one. You will get a bookmark sent out to you in a the bookmark. next six weeks. Okay, we're going different in our marketing. Are you going to make a bookmark out of yeah. just some cardboard or something? Yeah, we're doing different in our marketing. We don't have the money for t-shirts or hats, so we're just we're we're a bookmark podcast now. I've been reading a lot lately of actual books, and uh, just needed a bookmark, so I'm going to start a bookmark. You're an idiot. Podcast. Gosh, you're uh, just an idiot. If this is your first episode, welcome. My name is Will Kent. Gentleman across from me is Kent. We're in the dope shirt. Uh, we're glad to have you listen. This is uh, a grassroots movement. We've got a lot of supporters out there that are banging out for us and just, just hitting the streets and doing some guerrilla marketing for us. So if you want to join them, you know, just follow us at a few places. Can't where are they at? We're on Twitter and Instagram at Fire Ice Pack Pod, and that's at Fire Ice Pack Pod. Nice. And um, what about this podcast? Where can they listen to it? Like. Is it? Do I have to go to SoundCloud to listen to this? No, no, no. Are we no. everywhere? We're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Where aren't we? I mean, really, well, we're just we're Stitcher, global, I guess. Yeah, we're Mister Worldwide. We're we're Pitbull the podcast. Yeah, we're 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 there. Give us a like, subscribe, review. We love reviews. We got a really good review that we read last week. Any review you could throw us, I guarantee we're going to read it on the podcast. should probably check to see if we got any new ones. But Oh, yeah. So we're, we're doing a live bit here where Kent checks the reviews. Guaranteed we won't have a new one, but throw us one. I guarantee, again, that you'll get it read. Um, other thing I asked for while he's checking his iTunes, um, engage with us. We're on Twitter. We are uh, we try to put out content. We're, we're not as 
<laughs> we're not as readily there as we should be. But when we do, feel free to engage. We want to talk with everybody. I, if you ever tweet at us, I guarantee you again, my third guarantee you, that we will respond and, and engage. So we're active. For we the both most have, part. Yeah, we, we, have, we have the account <laughs> signed in on both of our phones. We both get the notice. So yeah. um, hit us up. So any new reviews? No, nothing new. <laughs> nah, nothing. <laughs> you want to talk about our new segment though this week? New segment. Go ahead, just... Oh, didn't even like that. All right, uh, new segment alert. We're gonna try to do a little voicemail action. It's gonna be listener voicemails. We're going to come up with a really kitschy name for that very soon, but right now it's just voicemails. Um, we have a few voicemails that we've received this week, and we greatly appreciate those that have reached out. We'll give you all a shout-out at the end of the podcast, but we're doing this a little different, a little non-traditional. Normally, any other podcast is going to say, this is a voicemail segment. We're not doing that. We're peppering in your voicemails based on the content that you provided. So if it's a basketball related, it's going to go in the basketball section, baby. If it's football, where's it going to go, Kent? Probably going to go in the football section. That's logical. Yeah. And if it's anything else related, uh, we're just going to pepper it in where it feels cool. So uh, voicemails are coming through. If you hear the audio go dead, it's a voicemail about to start. So uh, speaking of that. I'd like to start out by saying this is my first time ever doing a podcast, so I'm Popping the podcast cherry, as they say right now. I'm uh, not drinking anything because I'm just leaving work right now. The big moral of that story is don't drink and drive. Thank you, Austin. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for not drinking and driving. <laughs> yeah, that is a it's a very dangerous affair. Um, it has killed more people in the world than crystal meth overdoses. I read that stat. Never. But it's probably true. Yeah. So don't drink and drive. But uh, he wasn't able to drink because he was driving, which we never condone. But uh, what we drinking? There should be some theme music there. I'll think of some one day. I'm getting better at my sound clips. Everyone loves the sounds. So I what you, what you got across the little <clears throat> island from us? So I have uh, Sweetwater Going Coastal IPA with pineapple. Atlanta. Yeah. Shouts to ATL. We got some ATL later in the podcast. Yeah, shouts. Um, let's let's give it a taste. Oh man, it's pretty tasty. Um, nice little pineapple finish. Why'd um, you choose going coastal for this podcast? I mean, I just figured it was fitting for uh, the Clemson pre-Clemson game to to talk about how how we just got screwed however long ago it was when they decided to make these divisions and put us in the side that had Clemson and at one point uh, at one point Florida, Florida State, State uh-huh. and how uh, the Coastal got lucky by throwing Virginia Tech and Miami in as their perennial uh, <laughs> traditional <laughs> powers, if you will. Do we blame John Swafford for this? I, of course. Yeah. Swafford's the blame for everything. Yeah, everyone likes to blame Swafford for everything, but I will blame him for these divisions. But yeah. I truly, uh, I truly uh, would love to go coastal as well. Yeah, no doubt. At about least it, football man. season, uh, basketball season. Nah, I don't, well, they I don't, don't do the divisions during basketball, do they? It's all a one division uh, approach. That is, it's actually a, a linear. Conference. It's a linear. It's actually a conference. Yeah. But 
If they did, can we get into that? If they did, which one, which division would you rather be in during basketball season? Uh, the Atlantic. Same. Yeah. Clemson, Florida State, I mean, BC. The, the best teams in the Atlantic would be Louisville and Notre Dame. Well, year. I don't know who Notre Dame would be in, actually. That's a, that's a weird one. But Louisville, yeah, they, they don't really have a yeah. spot. And then Duke and Carolina would be in the Coastal and, yeah. and Virginia. So Yeah, so let's be thankful that there are not divisions. Thank you, John Swafford. Thank you. They, uh, no, they didn't, they didn't division John, that up. John Swafford. What are you drinking over there? Hey, buddy. I've got a – I think we used this one last year for the exact same cause. So those day oneers will remember this. But it's an Elysian, E-L-Y-S. I-A-N, Dayglow IPA. One of the coolest cans that I've ever seen. I said this exact same thing last year. But that was what was that available at the sales station next door. Uh, it is a the, – the front of the can is literally a tiger with what can't coming out of his it's eyeballs. It's like red lasers coming out of its eyes. Right. Could you compare that to anything that's coming up in the next five days? Nah. No? Okay. Uh, there, yeah, there's a tiger shooting lasers out. So, I mean, not a Trevor Lawrence bit, not a Travis Etienne bit. It's just just a tiger. Yeah. How's it taste? Let's give it a whirl. Wow, really good. Hints of tiger laser blood in there. I can't believe they were able to incorporate that, but it does have... Sunshiny mosaic and sparkling with touches of El Dorado and Centennial. Ever heard of it? No. No. Sounds good. Very tasty. Cool. So I guess now that we got that out of the way, it's time for our... Real tomato ketchup, Patty? Oh, nothing but the best. That's a cassette tape rewinding. Yeah. Most of our listeners probably have never seen a cassette tape. No? (laughs) No. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm sure most of the people that are listening, our demographic that I saw on iTunes is uh, males 30 to 45. Yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, yeah that sounds about right. I'd say 25 to 40 is what I, I would guess. But um, I used to buy cassette singles for my first, like, you know the first cassette I ever bought? This is a real story. It's not in the rundown. Uh, Boys and Men. No, I did have that. <laughs> Coolio. Uh, Gangsta's Paradise? No, this is before Gangsta's Paradise. This is when he had that. Come along and ride on. Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic Voyage. Do I need to go get the clip and play it for you? I don't know that song. Okay. It was like Coolio's first song. That was my first. I thought his first song was Gangsta's Paradise. Everybody thought that. Dangerous Mind soundtrack. One of the best karaoke songs of all time, by the way. But no. Anyway, that was a cassette. Wait a minute. Morning. You've done that on karaoke? Uh, who hasn't? I have not. I would love to see that. <laughs> okay. Next karaoke night, man. We'll record it, put it on Instagram for content. Uh, this is a catch-up segment. We talk about things that aren't super football, basketball related and uh, maybe relate to NC State, maybe not. So you guys already know what it is. So our first one always is... It's the NFL recap. We've got... Uh, we've got Football players that play in the NFL. Did you know that? Yeah, credit Dave Dorn there. Yeah, little Dave, little T.O.B. Yeah. Uh, whatever it may be. Little, biggest, little Chuck, too, still. Little, yeah, little Chuck, still. Still got some stragglers from there. Um, I think the biggest thing that came out of Sunday was the guy that we've been touting all season, if you've been listening, which I know you have been, is uh, our boy got hurt. Yeah, Jacoby. Yeah. Well, how serious is his injury? So they're saying it's an MCL. It's a mitochondrial ligament. That's okay. wrong. 
Uh, uh, I don't know. You could have you could have just fooled me there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, they say he's pretty much week to week. Um, Brian Hoyer came in and kind of looked competent, which he always does as a backup. He's kind of like a Ryan. He's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brian Hoyer, the all-time backups for my lifetime. I mean, that's can you think of another one that's just going to get inserted in the third quarter of a game and blows it out? No, nah, I mean, Fitzpatrick is probably the, the one that he's he the always goat. takes jobs. He's the GOAT. Yeah, yeah, and he takes jobs. Yeah. So, yeah, um, hoping for a speedy recovery from him. The the Colts are, I believe, 5-3, and three, research-free. We never mention it anymore, but um, that he's going to get better. The Colts will hopefully make the playoffs. And the biggest thing we had to talk about was the QB show other than that. So, what happened on Sunday with our other QB? Well, we've got so many in the freaking league. Well, one of one of the one of the QBs, Russell Wilson, who's also my starting quarterback on my fantasy team, crushed it for a five touchdown performance, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, Kent, I've told you this before. We just love hearing about your fantasy team. <laughs> but so yeah, ESPN stats and info. That's at ESPN stats info. No one follows him. Russell Wilson is now the seventh player in NFL history. With at least three career games of five pass TDs and zero picks, every other player in Seahawks history has how many? How many? Guess how many games? Every other player in Seahawks history. Um, They've been alive for sixty years. Seven. And they're probably all Hasselback. Um, seven. Two. Two. Interesting. Russell Balling. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I heard another one on the radio this week that was like, "There's two players that have." Um, 20 touchdowns or more in eight in their first eight years in the league, and it was Russell and one of I think Peyton and somebody else. And I was just like, huh. Off the rundown again, have you seen Russell Wilson and uh, is it Sierra or Ciara? I don't know. Sierra, I think. Sierra, uh, one two step, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you seen their Halloween costume? They were Jay Z no. and Beyonce? No, it was a good. Oh, they killed Halloween. Oh, I, I need you to pull. Up, I need you to pull up on your phone um, while I talk. Uh, pull that up on your phone. I really want you. To, I really want you to see that. Um, Phil Rivers also won. Had a big win. And um, my favorite stat of the week from a former Wolfpacker was uh, a gentleman by the name of Jalen Samuels had a Pittsburgh Steelers record for a running back with catches. 13 catches. 13 catches is absolutely ridiculous. That's that's like state-level protection, and they're yeah. finally realizing that after a bunch of injuries. But. Right. It's, yeah, they're, they're struggling. I saw they even tried to – I know we're not supposed to be talking about the NFL, but they even uh, are talking to um, – they, they inquired about Le'Veon Bell. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. That's, a, that's, a, that's an X that you just don't want to get back with. I have no idea – why they need his services at all. But uh, did you see the picture? Yeah, pretty good. Sierra nails it better than Russell. I mean, Russell's never going to nail a Halloween costume unless he's <laughs> just super awkward. I mean, he doesn't do <laughs> anything well in the social game, but uh, he's a damn good football player. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to another piece of news regarding a former Tar Heel quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that was our live studio audience. They were clapping before, but yeah. now they're now, now we have a bunch booing? of toddlers in here yeah. booing. This is really weird. Uh, the Bears have been having some struggles, and uh, 
they drafted a man by the name of Mitch who changed his name to Mitchell because he got drafted to the NFL apparently. Yeah. And uh, as a was he number three or number four pick? I think he was number two. Oh, oh God! You know who also was picked behind him? Uh, Mahomes and Watson. Well, I think was it Mahomes and Watson or Mahomes and uh, Jackson? Mm, one of those two guys. Yeah, I know, Mahal, I know Mahomes. I know Mahomes. They both can run the ball. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, never. No way to look that up. But um, <laughs> Mitchell has been trying to apparently get all the TVs turned off at around the practice facility. So their place is called the Hallis Hall, and it's their practice facility. They have an outdoor and an indoor, and then they have all their corporate big-wig execs in there and all these TVs they have around, obviously, because the players are going to watch SportsCenter and watch another NFL game and stuff like that. He's been basically <laughs> vying to get these things turned off because his team is getting criticized so much on ESPN and First Take and all those other trash debate shows that exist, but... Uh, you have any opinions on that? Like, have you ever heard of a quarterback trying to get TVs turned off in their practice facility? No, that's just terrible. I guess that's the Carolina way, just to whine and bitch about stuff. Okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, not been good. They uh, they kind of drafted him, and uh, I don't really. Honestly, I've seen a couple of Bears this game this year, and I don't think they're really using him to his potential. They're not giving, they're not giving like really any RPOs. They're trying to make him a pocket passer, and that dude. Is not a pocket passer. I think we can all agree upon that. But yeah. uh, shouts to Taylor for having that quarterback in the league that will never succeed. So yeah. there's also some other breaking news regarding Florida State University. Was that Willie Taggart's boat leaving Tallahassee? It was actually Nick Saban's boat coming into Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that uh, uh, FSU Twitter this morning. Where... Sorry, that laugh was probably beating the hell out of your ears with volume. Oh dear, it was it was genuine. That that tweet took quite a life of its own, and that guy stood by it. So uh... yeah, it was uh, one of the most clickbait tweets that I've ever seen in, oh, yeah. in football history. Um, Ken Ken texted me today <laughs> and basically said Nick Saban to FSU with a. Did he throw a double question mark? I think he threw double question marks. When it's double question marks, you know it's serious. And I quickly went to Twitter. I'm like closing my life down. I'm stop. I'm stopped talking to everybody at work. I'm like, this is not real at all. And uh, that was Kent's bottle. He likes to make noise during the podcast. And uh, I'm looking to see on Twitter. Like it's got to be trending. It's got to be on everybody's feed. And it uh, was pretty much everywhere for a little while this morning. <laughs> it was hilarious. So there's a uh, FSU semi-blogger that, that pointed out that they had had a meeting. Is that correct? And yeah. it went better than expected. And uh, that source is close to the program. leaving <laughs> Alabama. Oh, I think that guy had been smoking a lot of trees this morning. Yeah. Well, how do you smoke trees? Uh, you're an idiot. Like pine trees? Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. But yeah, uh, Willie Taggart gone. Uh, so, tell me this, because I haven't read as much as you have, I'm sure. Was it true that the boosters came up with like over twenty million dollars of like kickout money, or and like uh, it was like they just passed a hat around a meeting one night? Is almost what it sounded like. <laughs> it's, it's like a church like, collection plan. Yeah, here drop twenty grand, and wow, well, you got to be doing more than just dropping twenty. Yeah, grand you're doing more than twenty grand, and also they're not they're actually putting in checks, not yeah. cash. Goodness gracious! Yeah, uh, they. So th- is that true? I mean, is that true though? That's what they say. Really? Yeah. 
Man, I, I think his really bio, hated him. <laughs> they really did. I think his bio was like close to eighteen million dollars, and then I think it was seventeen, and then he was due his obviously his salary. Maybe they like maybe do a front ended salary for next year that they pay him, which is one point something. Or yeah, unbelievable, man. That guy's getting paid to be a shitty coach. That is my dream. Yeah. I would love for somebody to give me $18 million just to go sit my ass down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is ideal. Like, but there's been so many buyouts like that in college football. And, I mean, in basketball, not so much. But there's been a lot of college football buyouts like that. that or, you know what I think about more is major leagues. Like, major league baseball. Or it's like, isn't it a thing where, uh, is it Bobby Bonilla that's still getting paid by yeah. the Mets? <laughs> he's still getting paid, like, $1.2 million a year or something like that. I don't know how much he like paid, but, yeah, he's – I think he has a baseball lifetime contract or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Baseball buyers are the best. But that's what that reminded me of. It's like, man, it's – they. who can they find, though? Like, Nick – I know Nick Saban's not. It's all, fun, it's all fun and games. Nick Saban's not – will never go to Florida State. But who can they actually find? Who's realistic? I don't know. Because Bobby Bowden's like 90, so he can't come back. Yeah, yeah. All he's right. – uh, no, he, he's enjoying his yeah. like Werther's original. Well, I just thought that they might see the success that um, – that, that they have over in Chapel Hill and, and maybe try to rekindle that with Bobby Bowden. But success is, I mean, kind of a... <laughs> That's a relative term yeah. with Bobby. Uh, I wish Bobby the best, but yeah. I don't know who they're going to poach. They, there's a lot of up-and-comers out there, but do they want to walk into that mess that's already Florida State? I mean, we're not going to talk about Florida State much more, but like... I mean, they're a super talented football team. I mean, they beat us. They did, yeah. Remember when we lost to them? Badly? Yeah. 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 And we had like eight sacks and we still couldn't win. Or yeah. stop them. Yeah, terrible. R.I.P. Willie Taggart. You beat us. Uh, one out of two years. One out of two years. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Last piece of catch up is uh, we got a football game time announced that we'll get into a little later with football. But um, yeah, another little, night game, Kenny. Yeah, we just had to suck to play at night. So, Who knew? Yeah. Why couldn't we do that this whole time? Well, wait, wait, we don't want to suck. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, we just have to be a uh, middling four and four football team to get all these night games, as opposed to a six and two football team. Yeah, so the Louisville game two Saturdays from this Saturday is going to be a seven thirty kick. So my estimation that gives us five night games this year. That includes the Georgia Tech game. What? So that's Georgia. That's no, you're six. It should be six then. That's six because it'd be Georgia Tech, Syracuse, uh-huh. Ball uh-huh. State. Ball State was night. I yeah. wasn't including that. Um, Louisville, Clemson, and Florida State. Six night games. Yeah. And we suck at them, obviously. A half of our schedule is at night. The thing that we've been wanting our entire lives. Yeah. And we're terrible. Yeah. That's, that, Thank that's you, John Swafford. Well, I mean, I think that's all ACC Network. They got to fill that spot. They got that extra night slot, so you got to fill it. True, true. Um, let's talk about the real sport that we're going to focus on for the rest of the entire year. Yeah, we're now a women's basketball podcast. Ooh, this is a little Bow Wow version. <laughs> it's nice. With Jermaine Dupree. Oh! <laughs> I have not heard this version. It's quite, quite the interesting. The beat drops soon, but we are a women's basketball podcast now because uh, they're ranked what? 14th in the country. Pre-ranked the 14th for preseason. And That's really kind of bogus, by by the way. I thought that they agreed. should probably be like in the top 10, top 5, somewhere in that range. Top 10 should have been there. We uh, had a big W tonight. 
Reloads Coliseum. Yeah, I almost the doubled them up. sold out. Was it really? Yeah, it was standing room only. I don't you, believe you didn't read that. It up there? I don't believe that for a second. Uh, eighty to forty-four. We got the W tonight. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and we played UConn, so it was crazy. Like Gino Oriyama came in. No, it was North Carolina A&T. Huh. But they <laughs> they came in to Reynolds and got smoked tonight, eighty to forty-four. We love the women's squad. Um, my two favorite players, we lost C.J. Leslie's sister last year, who was a baller. My two favorite returning players are actually on the Naismith preseason watch list nationally, and that's my girl Ace Koenig and Alyssa Kunain. Kunain. Uh, shouts to Ace from Canada and Alyssa from playing high school basketball in Greensboro. Shouts yeah. to her. Um both really good players. Ace uh, plays point normally, and uh, Liss is the damn beast inside. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we got like a killer freshman recruit who showed out tonight. Who, who yeah, was that? Yeah, I think it was our uh, five-star recruit, Jada Boyd, who was the number 32 overall player in the country last year out of high school and um, dropped 18 points tonight. Which That's is big. Yeah, and so adding her and the rest of that, I mean, that was a stacked recruiting class altogether. Hell yeah. Um, so adding her along with the um, the ladies that – Along that, with the ladies uh, – That all the, tore the ACLs the last seven year. seven torn ACLs that are finally recovered. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, Mace, welcome back. Um, this would be quite a year. I'm just excited, man. Wes Moore is such a good hire. Um, he's going to take plenty of scalps in the ACC this season. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's – He's going to lead this program to a Final Four. That's what, that's what I'm predicting. I think this is a year. We had a, I think we were a two-seed last year, research-free, or a four-seed. One I, of those think two. You, I think you're right. I think I'm pretty sure two, we were a two-seed. two or a three. And uh, didn't get as far as we wanted to, but, it again, had a lot of injuries. We got a full squad back. We're just going to keep track of the women's team. It's just yeah. what we do. So, this is the end of the podcast. Uh, men's basketball, no six we're pack done. This week. No six-pack. No football talk. We suck. So, Good night, guys. J slash K, let's just talk about that basketball game from last night. (laughs) Yeah, that's fitting. Curb your enthusiasm for basketball right now. (laughs) That volume level is probably too low. I'm sorry. I'm trying with these editing. It's hard being a producer of this podcast because Kent makes me put so many sound clips in there. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely my fault. (laughs) Um. Yeah, men's basketball actually had a uh, little opening game, ACC action. Played Georgia Tech. Remember Georgia Tech beat us uh, last game of the regular season last year and maybe kept us out of the tournament other than our 350th ranked non-conference out through the schedule. Oh, God, who cares about that? Um. Yeah, that didn't really go the way that we necessarily had planned, I would say. No, but here's the thing. It it's not gonna go how you plan when you're out two of your five starters. That's a good point. And two of your best players. Yeah, it's not and just obviously starters. your best player. And your best player, um Markel <clears throat> the, snack. the Snack Johnson. Um so kind of surprised. I I was uh I was at work. No, no, no. You were almost out of the game when I texted you. Yeah, I was almost out of the game and because uh, I did a 10 because I'm a real fan, unlike Kent. And uh, I got that text saying that Markel out, question mark. And then uh, I hit the Twitter 
Twitter sphere and uh, multiple reports saying multiple that he reports, was gone. multiple reports, and uh, couldn't get many answers, and it's pretty yeah. discomforting. Yeah, I thought that um, you know, kind of just looking at the game as a whole, uh, the pack came out really hot, especially from beyond the arc. I mean, Pat Andre three thousand was on fire, hit his first three threes. Uh, build a big lead, but then I think you saw the, um, you know, I mean, I think we saw what, what happens when you don't have your best player on the floor. And um, specifically on offense, the offense has started to kind of stall a little bit, played yeah. a lot of one-on-one ball. Yeah, we talked about our, uh, if you were to drink every time we said something last year regarding basketball, we said hero ball yeah. a lot. And uh, I'd hope we had moved on from that, but I think we I think we will move on from that, it, but the, the shortage of the players that we had last night, it, it, it's going to lend itself to that. Yeah, I mean, I think Markel is the – like every other guy that's on our on the floor, you know, playing point guard last night was Bryce and, and Beverly for the most part. And Bryce right. really did the majority of it. And he the, did. These guys are, are, are not necessarily the facilitator like – They're not. Uh, Markel is. Markel is still going to score 20, but he's also going to dish like six to ten assists, right? Sure. Um, Brax, when he took over last week or last year, I'm sorry, Brax when he took over last year for the same situation, and it, he, we, you saw a scoring dip because he's not, he's not a facilitator. He can he be sure, but that guy plays best at the two, and that's why I think you saw Bryce play most of the point guard last sure, year. Sure, Bryce but, just had a, and, and CJ Bryce from an offensive standpoint did a really good job shooting the basketball. His mid-range game is like king of the mid-range. We're, looks like a guy that ought to be playing as a forty-year-old in the Y. I mean, his game will <laughs> definitely, definitely well, that'll always there. that'll translate when he's forty-five. He yeah. will still be there. Um, so I w- I was there. I got dirt cheap tickets. I could not believe. So I paid eight dollars and fifty cents for two tickets each. Obviously, so roughly what's that math? Seventeen dollars. Yeah. Uh, paid seventeen dollars for two tickets. I was in club level, like two twenty five, row A. Oh, nice, man! Just club level seats for that price. Like I understand it is a Tuesday night, and I understand it's the opening of the season. But we're playing an ACC opponent. It was very empty in there. I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts. I actually as far thought as the crowd sounded fine on television. I love to get it, your thoughts. It sounded on the, fine and looked good on television. Yeah, the but team. mostly I think the students were there, right? Yeah, it was it was student field, um, which is unbelievable that they go to a basketball game and not a football game. Yeah, I mean they're more fun. Yeah, we're being well, honest, but the uh, I had to give you my review of the new Jerry World <laughs> Titan Tron, whatever you want to call it. That I was up there because is is fantastic. Yeah. Yes, I know you saw pictures, and I sent you a picture, and I. Jackson sent me one. He I, was on the second row in the student section. Nice. So he got me one too. And I think I posted one on our – I think I put one on our Twitter. And um, it kills our old video board. One of my favorite things I like about it, and this is all honestly not trying to be funny, is that is that it lists the players with their number and their name. If you remember, every other year we're going to a basketball game. It's just their number. It's right? just their number. So I'm like hunting down. I was like, shit, I can't even remember what number that dude is, but – then I'm like squinting and like squinting to see what their name is, and uh, it's so much better. So they have that at the top, and then they have a very good video board there, and then uh, the stats, like your your fouls and all and all that fun stuff under under. So that was my biggest takeaway from there. They did have like a, a different video. We're finally not doing Seven Nation Army now, yeah, which I heard Kent, that. I'm so glad. 
that we aren't doing that damn song anymore. But uh, they actually have a new thing that they didn't publicize at all, but they showed you uh, like two minutes before the opening segment, the opening hype video. It, there's a, an app called Wolfpack Spark, and that app, when you open it, it will sync with the game that you're at and actually use your flashlight on your iPhone or Android to sync with the video show. It's really cool. So I only saw about, I don't know, 12 iPhones or Androids that sync with it. But once they actually try to market this, it was really cool. Like I pulled it up and it's just doing random flashlight rhythms on my phone based on the music they're playing. So that was a really cool part. Like I, I think that's, that's one of the best parts that I saw last night. So here's my take on that. They did that last year. And did they? And your ass is outside in the parking lot whenever it was going on last year, <laughs> drinking beer, because that's definitely been something that's been going on. But now that they drink, now that you can buy beer in the stadium, I guess you can you can see that. Unbelievable. Right. I'll just let you go on that rant just because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> no, so they did that last year? Yes. I think it's new. Kids no, making stuff new. up and try to shame me. It's not new. You should be shamed for that one. No, this is actually a new app that they just put out. It's very <laughs> yeah, cool. Not at all. It, it works your flashlight. It's very cool. <laughs> so, uh, but that was cool. But yeah, overall, uh, yeah, the uh, a lot of second chance layups that we missed. Can you agree with that? Did you see that on yeah, TV? Yeah, I mean, Can't we missed some phone. We missed some, especially down the stretch too. Um, also, I have a new name for Andre Three Thousand. It's just three stacks. I like that a little bit better because that's what he calls himself. When I think oh, does it? Is that what he really calls himself? Yeah, he's, a, he's either a Kanye song or that UGK song. But I like three stacks. But he finished with twelve, and he had twelve midway through the first half. Yeah, I was listening to another show, and I think that they said he didn't attempt a three or didn't attempt another shot with for like I don't know something like twenty six game minutes or something like that. Yeah, not great. No. Nah. <laughs> But um, I was also shocked. Were you shocked to see uh, Danny Dixon playing so early? Or, or were you expecting it because of the shortage? I mean, I thought the shortage plus you needed – I mean, Bates, for all intents and purposes, in a first, first game in college, Yeah, I thought he played really well, had like five blocks, had that big dunk early. Yeah, um, that alley was dope. He's also playing with one of the, big, one of the better big men in the conference uh-huh. in Banks. And so I thought it was probably good to have a guy with a little bit more experience – Getting in there and at least keeping Bates fresh for him. Yeah, I think um, I think he got, I think he got a little gassed, which won't happen because he's going to be filling in for DJ in the regular season. Once we let DJ back, he is practicing with the team. But um, I think the biggest thing that I need to tell you about is I finally had a storm brew. <clears throat> that was uh, Carolina Hurricanes have a beer now. Oh yeah, how's that? So I'm going power rankings. We're no longer sponsored by Old Tuffy. So, I'm going App State's beer. That's number one. Uh-huh. Number two, Storm Brew. Damn tasty. Three Old Tuffy, I'm sorry. sorry Who makes Belgium. App State's beer? Uh, new, not New Belgium, but uh, I don't know. No one can look that up. It's not on the internet. Hmm. Um, other than that, we got murdered in the paint. Well, I mean, you knew that was going to be uh, the case going in. I mean, a lot of backdoor covers. We know they play that Princeton bullshit, Herb Sinek offense, and we got smoked by it many a times. Uh, we got them in foul trouble late, which I was excited about in the game. And, yeah, but uh, then, like, it was like Ali uh, G and Banks, neither one of them got their fifth foul, yeah, right? Yeah, we weren't. Because they both had four with like 10 minutes to go or some craziness. Yeah. yeah. 
And then uh, DeVoe got DeVoe got three. I, th- I thought he got to four late as well, but we could just couldn't get him to foul out at all. But um, I think the biggest talking point that everyone's coming up with on Twitter or in person is a gentleman named Devin Daniels. And well, I don't think that's fair. I think you need to go to the end of the game sequence first. Well, the end of regulation sequence. I mean, that was that was pretty pretty terrible too. It was, it was. What was your overall breakdown of that play call? What I mean, I, I thought. I mean, they had two two layups essentially to to win the game. Uh huh. And then you got Pat three stacks coming down with the the loose ball rebound. Uh huh. Looks like he gets fouled, but he also calls a timeout at the same time too. Right. Which we Not have. ideal. Um. So I mean, it is what it is. We're lucky that probably that. That they didn't call a timeout on us in a technical foul, or we don't even go to overtime. And damn it, Devin. Is it all right? So, Devin Daniels, I'm a fan of him as a player, but I think we've all agreed that uh, he has his moments where we kind of scratch our head, maybe. Yeah, we're scratching our head, we're scratching our legs, we're scratching every part of our body, trying to kind of wonder what this dude's thinking. And, uh, uh, last year, I uh, kind of coined him. Is it was it? Come on, Devin, or was it? Damn it, Devin. I think I it was think come it was on, both. Devin. I, th- I, I think I've heard both at way. the game in person. I did. I think I counted here in the note. <laughs> I think I did seven. Come on, Devins in the game, and uh, at the end of OT, he uh, he finally just kind of took over that name. Come on, Devin, and uh, I don't. I don't blame him at all. Well, I blame him, but I also blame Manny Bates for not just catching that pass. Catch that pass and we win the game. Well, I think it was a situation where he saw the guy streaking. Uh, probably. I don't, you know, fa- I don't fault him for that. Hindsight being twenty twenty, you probably don't want to throw it to a freshman big man going down the court. You don't, but it wasn't blindside. Like, he did throw it a little behind him. I'm not going to hate on that. But catch that ball. We win the game. He had an open lane for a dunk. Yeah, but it's Devin a, Daniels probably just dribbles the ball and gets fouled. We we go to the line. and He did walk into, like, almost a triple team, though. Yeah. And he, we know Devin walked into a triple team. you you got to worry about where that ball is going to go. Yeah, I guess, man. But, I mean, it's a tough way to lose a game. I but here's the they, thing, man. They had chances to win several times, and they just kind of blew it. Here's the thing, man. Scratch mm-hmm. that one off. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I know I it's, a, I know it's first game L. of the year. I know it's an L in the ACC column, and we played what? How many games? Twenty games in the ACC now. Yeah, and that could overall keep us from the tourney. You never know, but it's so. not going to. Uh, I don't think so. This team is going to get healthy, and I would rather lose this game. Learn even, a little bit, even if learn, of course. But even if Markel gets his ankle right and he needs a couple games, hopefully it's not a Cam Newton, Liz Frank injury. But uh, <laughs> and. DJ comes back towards these non-conference opponents that we really need to worry about. Like, right. let's win these next, I think, four games that are just total Cake. patsies. Yeah. Starting on Sunday, Detroit Mercy, which I think I will be at as well. But um, let's get this one out of the way. It, it's it's lumps you got to take, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, it overall, is. overall, offensively. The hero ball shit is always going to annoy me with, with Keats' team. And I don't know if it's the talent base or coaching base. No, I think it, like, I don't know. They, they just get that one-on-one situation. And I think that, I don't know. Sometimes whenever they don't have 
you know, I, I think we saw Blake Harris actually was one of the people that we could have used last night. Honestly, oh uh, yeah. With especially with Markel being down, I think you know Blake is a facilitate first kind of point guard, and I think that you know at times when our offense struggled, he could have really been a, a right direction for us if if that makes sense. So, I completely agree. Um, yeah. We actually do have a voicemail coming though. Yo, what up, guys? It's Brandon, uh, day one pod listener. Uh, question for you guys: If it hasn't already been touched on. Um, how much blame are you guys putting on the NC State coaching staff and Markel Johnson for last night's loss? And, and I ask that in that way because from what I understand, Markel's the decision to sit Markel last night was more uh, for load management reasons due to the injury than it was the severity of the injury at the time of tip-off. Um, personally, if, if it was for more load management reasons, then I'm a little irritated because obviously I think we win with him in the lineup and, um, you know, it's an ACC game that I feel like we have to have, right? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard the conspiracy theories regarding, uh, <laughs> the coaching staff not wanting to play where he's wanted to play, but if that was the case, which, you know, Crockett, you have some insider sources that I've probably don't have because we have none um i mean that sucks i think if he was actually slightly hurt um keep him out again this game mattered 100 percent, but i don't know that it was a thing where markel was begging to play and keats was like nah dog you gotta set this one out no i would i can't imagine that if markel physically could go last night that he would have sat like you know what I mean? There's no way that they sit Markel, especially with that four-game stretch that you just talked about. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't see that happening. Yeah, uh, I do like that. I'll do like that theory though. Like, if it was on coaching, yeah, we got some serious <laughs> questions to answer. But um, I don't see. It I happening. trust. Like, let me just say this: I trust this coaching staff more than I do our football coaching staff. That's just a quick slight on them, but I think they might make the right decision. But man, thank you for the call, and uh, I hope. He was not available to yeah, play. Yeah, speaking of, I mean, you're throwing football into this basketball conversation. Are um, are these injuries contagious? <laughs> like, like they are. are they are they practicing together or what? I don't get it. My thing is, well, my thing is, is that the other thing, uh, based on that voicemail we just got, is that this wasn't reported at all. Like, up until, why did I not hear about this well, up Keats, until game time? Keats had made mention in his pressers that, that they were really banged up. He just didn't necessarily say who. Was but that's not. Up. Is that like strategy to coach against Josh Pastner? I don't know. The coach of the year three yeah. years ago or whatever, or two right. years ago. I don't know. I, I think that everybody he is just, zero and three against Georgia Tech. Yeah, I heard a stat while I was watching the game last night that there's three schools that he has yet to beat in the ACC play, and it was Georgia Tech, uh-huh. Virginia Tech, yep. and Virginia. Virginia, I get. Virginia makes sense. <laughs> I don't know about Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech, though. It'd be know. every other school in the in the league except for those three. That's odd. It is odd. It's weird. That's a weird stat. Um, I'd hope, I hope we get to play Georgia Tech again this year. Yeah, I'd no like one, no one can look that up if we actually do play them, but we did have another voicemail about um, my favorite player on the squad other than Mark Ellis Snack. I think we still have a really talented basketball team. Pat Andre 3000 was pumping me up quite a bit because he, 
he knows how to shoot it. He's got a good stroke. I think we got pieces there, but still, uh, still upset about it. I had to sit in bed. I couldn't even go to sleep. I watched uh, a little bit of Out Daughter. If you've never seen that, it's pretty, Who's out pretty good show on TLC. Me and Kelsey really enjoy that one. And then I finished it up by watching Major League because after the pack loses, all that really can make it better is watching Wild Thing sit the Yankees down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh amen to that, brother. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> Major League. Uh, all right, best baseball movie all time? Is it Major League? Uh, it's up there. That would be an interesting six-pack. We should have used that. But interesting no. fact. I've never seen Field of Dreams. Yeah, that one's good. Okay. Yeah, rookie, I wouldn't go Rookie of the Year? Yeah, Rookie of the Year is one of the, That rookie one always year, goes hard. Rookie yeah. of the Year slaps. Yeah. Uh, Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, a, I'm not a Take it or leave it. Yeah. The Natural. Never saw it. Nah, I would go like Sandlot. Oh, Sandlot. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the Rookie. That was good. Is that Dennis Quaid? Quaid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never seen that either. Um, but yeah, that's our basketball takes. Everyone's really here for our football takes. Just kidding. But oh, we got one more voicemail that had basketball related question in it. Fire and ice pack pod. Dave Warner here. Two questions, one comment. Question one. Got to be excited about C.J. Bryce and how he looked last night. Can he coexist with Markel when he gets back? Can they share the load? Question two, is Dave on the hot seat? Step back, obviously. We knew this was going to be a step back year, but not this bad with this schedule. Interested to hear your opinion on that. Comment, probably not going to make it into the podcast far enough to hear because I do participate in the drink every time Will says something dumb. And I usually black out 15 minutes in because he's a stooge. <laughs> he called you a stooge. That's pretty funny. Who you? Does anyone say a stooge other than Taylor? I don't know. I thought it was good. Am I Larry Curly or Mo Taylor? Just uh, hit me back on that one on the voicemails. Um, he brings up, he's got two questions there. So the yep. first one, uh, basketball related. The second one, DD related. We'll get to DD later. But um, his basketball question is, C.J. Bryce did have a hell of a game last night. I think he hell had 22, 24 points. Double-double. 11 of 17 shooting. I mean, he played well. Um, can he coexist with Markel was the question. And, and it's a good question because if you remember last year when Markel uh, came down hard uh, against Pitt and was out maybe, I don't know, four or five games. He what down hard? Came down hard on his uh, bottom. You don't remember that? Um, Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, dear, you're an idiot. Um, and C.J. Bryce came in, and he was essentially the player of January last year. Yeah, absolutely. Remember? And then Markel came back, and um, you saw C.J.'s numbers dip a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so that's a good question. They didn't show last year that they necessarily um, ever jobbed where C.J. And, and Markel were both playing well at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see if they can get that chemistry during the the the, the early, early games of – of trash opponents that we have. Right. Um, because I, I think we need both of those guys to play well to reach the uh, the pedestal. Yeah, CJ I've been excited about since the pedestal. The CJ I've been excited about since he transferred. Or pinnacle. Pin, yeah, sure. Pinnacle pedestal. <laughs> Tomato, tomato. Uh, CJ I've been excited about since he transferred and had to sit a year with Keats. And we finally saw the real CJ, not only when Marco was out, I think late in the season when we got into those 
those late February games, it, he started to actually step up and almost look like our best player. I mean, Markel had his has moments, but CJ CJ is one of the only guys that's gonna get his shot off of a dribble. Uh, Devin Daniels tries and he does it, you know, on a coin flip percentage of the time. I would say a little bit higher than a coin flip. Higher than coin flip, maybe sixty percent. Okay, fifty one. And uh, but for someone that creates off the dribble, we, we need that. Obviously, as, as you can see last night, it, throwing those you know twelve footers in. Yeah, I think actually CJ will end up being our lead scorer. I think you know he should be. Yeah, he should be. I think he's going to take that from from Torn Dorn, who's you know moved on to bigger and better pastures. But uh, greener, greener, whatever, man. <laughs> you're you're really crushing my uh, my flow here tonight with all your <laughs> corrections and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think he ends up being that that torn dorm piece that yeah we had last year. Absolutely. Um, anything else basketball related? No, nah, man. I think that's it. I mean, I think overall, I, no. Say, I'm sorry. Kent and I were over like just talking during a quick pause for me inserting a 37th sound clip. Is that uh. You'll see that we're way more passionate about basketball podcasts, which is good. I think there's a lot of football podcasts that are out there that dig into the recruiting, excuse me, wow, and the routes that they run and the defenses that they set that we just don't get into so much. But we love football, but I think Ken and I are at heart more diehard basketball fans. So you're going to hear us. If you get us on a rental basketball, we're going to talk for 20 minutes longer than we should have probably like yeah. we've done right now. Yeah, hopefully it made sense. So I guess what's on to Wake Forest. <laughs> Ooh, it's the spooky demon Deacons again. And they murdered us. <laughs> yeah, it was it was ugly, man. Um, I got a real <laughs> Confession to make about this game. Uh, after fourteen to nothing, I turned it off. I was also at work. Okay, to I guess clear. it's not as bad as some of the other. I turned it off at fourteen to nothing, uh, and I haven't watched the rewatch. I have never not watched the condensed version, at least of a football game, since we've done this podcast. Your boy didn't watch it, so I'm hoping you carry the uh, carry the reins here because uh, I I didn't see much of it. Well, ask me anything. Um. Are we a good football team? Uh, we did not show that. Are we an Saturday. average football team? We did not show that on Saturday. Are we a below average football team that is fighting for a bowl bid? We are that. Could we get to six wins maximum this year? Um, yes. Is six our max? No. Okay. Six is not our max if we get to six in the regular season and we play a trash like Conference <laughs> USA team in a bowl game. Uh, so yeah, tell me a little about this game, man. All, all I read was uh, the roasting on Twitter and the roasting articles, and every NC State football fan on the message boards and writers uh, pretty much just taking a giant poop on us. I didn't. Well, say it was the ugly. S word. I said the P word. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, first drive didn't really go anywhere, and Wake Forest goes in and. Um, apparently we, we got to see what it looks like for a healthy Cam Newton, which we haven't seen in a while. Right. Um, and he looked really, really good. Um, wait, Cam Newton, 
Well, the well, the actually the the commentator said that he could throw better than Cam Newton. Oh, he's like a Cam Newton that can throw better. It's literally what they said. On the thing. I'm like, well, shit. As soon that as was they, not in the rundown. That was, as, that was as, good. as soon as they said that, I was like, geez, we have zero chance. Yeah. Um, so he's a healthy Cam Newton that can throw better. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, Jamie Newman looked really, really good. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, he has all year. Yeah. How did that? Why in the hell is he at Wake Forest? I have no idea. I was thinking about that, and I was just like, well, what in the world? Dave Carlson's son? Come on. That is, that's not the reason he's at Wake Forest. There was a lot of hate on our third-string quarterback, the god, Devin Lee. against competent dis- DBs. Right. We haven't, he's not been able to practice against competent DBs because they're all hurt. And they have that one DB, uh, Henderson, who, who is just a freaking ball hawk. Well, apparently we wanted to throw it to him every single play. I Which mean, you got Jalen Ramsey over here. Well, I don't know. It's, it's not all, all coaching, too. I mean, I think you got a little bit of like pre-snap at Reed and like looking at, looking at one guy kind of deal. But still. Leary does not like to look off receivers, and he's yeah. he's kind of a kind of gets focused on that one, which is fine. He's young. Yeah, he's young. He made some mistakes. I mean, he, he we go down fourteen to nothing um, after that fumble, and then they punch it in from the one or two yard line. Gets the ball back, tries to get fifteen points on one throw, and throws sure. it in a triple coverage. He's young. He's going to do that. Yeah, we I'll knew that. that. Yeah, everybody knew that when they were clamoring for for Leary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just need to relax a little bit. I mean, he didn't play a great game, but I mean, you know, who who um, who's God's gift to football? Uh, Sammy freaking football over in Chapel Hill literally scored eighteen points at Wake Forest in his third game, and we're talking about Devin Leary scoring ten. Preach, my brother! In his fourth quarter of of four quarters of playing football, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on! Nice little dart to carry Angeline. He loves yeah. he loves him some carry, which is understandable. We need to use him in the red zone, right? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Man. I'm just so I'm just so tired of it's we just all, it's just at the point where like I'm just so tired of the negativity around NC State football. I'd rather just try and find as Ken is chugging that beer. Um, well, I mean, we, try and find the positives, man. Like, we're not good, and we don't have to like. Make it all like sunshine and rainbows and no, all that kind don't. of stuff. But I mean, he had a poor game. Let's not get it twisted. He was have like a twenty five QBR, but yeah. it literally was the first time he's practiced with the the first team. He um, had a bye week with the ones, yeah. But that's I mean, also his first week with the ones. Also his first road game start, and also that, and we and, saw how that went. And we literally haven't played a road game worth of shit all year. We've no. been terrible in every road game. Yeah, we're, we're off on the road. I mean, it's um, kind of a Dave Dorn staple. But It's also not De- Devin Leary's fault that we couldn't get off the field on third down. No. Or gave up 44 points. No. I saw our ter- third down conversions. Or their third down conversions. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that and penalties were really, really crucial. And then we can't get out of Wake Forest without getting hurt again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah Moore. Isaiah Moore. Slightly big loss. Yeah. Um, uh, a gentleman of mine by the name of Bam Knight. Yeah, he only had like three or four carries before he got hurt. And yeah. Then, and then Penix, who's actually running well when he right. goes in, he gets hurt. Yeah. Um, it's tough, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it was something else. And wide receivers, But here's the thing. It's uh, – oh, you're about to say your thing. I was going to say wide receivers hadn't really done much to help either. Still dropping. They're not getting separation. 
Um, I don't know. The struggles go way beyond um, just Devin Leary or just just the off the co offensive coordinators. I mean, I think there's a little bit of Ameko Mezzi. I love him as a player. I I just don't understand the the percentage of his drops. I have no stat. Joe Giglio's probably got that. Wait, I think actually, he's got. I think he's got like eight or nine drops on the year, which is no wait, wait. I think I actually have that yellow pad. Oh yeah, here it is. Shouts to at Joe Giglio. We'll tag you in this podcast, and you'll never listen. But uh, seventy six targets, thirty nine catches, eight drops. So yeah, eight, I mean that's really. I mean, you're thinking about eight of seventy six targets, or but eight of. Eh, 410 yards, 10.5 yards a catch, uh, 51 yards a game. I mean, our leading receiver cannot have 51 yards a game. Well, they can when they have 35, 24, 39, and 44. But um, but I think the bigger thing is the not getting separation. I don't, the drops are one thing. I mean, the drops have been at crucial moments during the season. But right. the separation and, like, forcing guys They're to just no to chunk plays. Yeah, we're not we seeing any. And that was one plays. thing that we were really excited about going into the year. Is like, we were. We have a like we have more speed. Yeah, Tabari um, Hines, my favorite player Keanu preseason. Sane. Yeah, everybody was crushing. Um, so let me get your take on this. You know, the, the Wake Forest goes down, and scores a touchdown, mm-hmm. go up seven to nothing. Lassane fumbles. Lassane fumbles on the kickoff, and second time in the last three weeks. Uh, was it or last four weeks? I think it least. was the only one that he has fumbled. No, Lassane definitely fumbled a, a either up. Uh, he either did a kickoff or a punt return. There's no way to look that up, but yeah, um, definitely he did. So everybody was crushing Dave and not having Keon Lassane just do a fair catch there and take it at 25-yard line. And I get that. That's one side of it. But I also see how how terrible our offense has played over the last six weeks. And if you're going to get a spark, why not try to get a spark on the kickoff? I mean, it's an opportunity for a big play with mm-hmm. an explosive player. You're getting the ball to him, but ultimately it didn't pan out. If he goes and runs a 100-yard touchdown for a return for a touchdown, nobody's going to want him to be taking that fair catch. It's like a Monday – it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Type of thing. You know what um, I mean? I did listen to on the way out of work tonight. Uh, they were at Backyard Bistro probably. I don't give a shit, but uh, Dave Dorn's kosher show. And uh, he did get that question from – Somebody. Yeah, Gary – Tony. Was it Gary or Tony? Gary or Tony, one of the two that hosted. it. Um, just said, he basically just broke it down for him. He's like, yeah, so um, this is the question he's got from plenty of, report, plenty of reporters, including probably Joe Giglio, is that, um, <laughs> so the lack of creating turnovers, the last four games you haven't you know, forced a turnover, like what, what do you want to do about that? And Dave just sounded annoyed with it. Like, And he's usually a little bit more jovial at these little – coaches shows or whatever yeah. and he he sounded very annoyed he's like yeah i mean i just don't know what to tell you like and they, then he even followed up he's like are y'all even trying that at practice and he's like yeah i mean it's the thing we stress and then then he asked again he's like well do you think some of these hits that they've been laying on him has have been physical enough to force fumbles and things like that and he was getting drilled by him and uh he uh said yeah it's just like not much i can tell you about that and then it was more of a thing where they asked him about the Louisville night game, and Dave was, I mean, pretty much crying about the fact that they had that Louisville night game and then the short week to Georgia Tech. Ah. So he really wanted a noon kick for that Louisville game, and uh, Dave was a little whiny about that. And I'm not, I'm not cheating on Dave. I mean, Dave's great, but he is, uh, he definitely 
spiked the injury football about four times, and then he spiked that schedule football, and he spiked that we can't create turnovers football. I mean, I don't just to stir up a little bit of coach's controversy, did you see? Ooh, uh, did you see Keats's uh, press conference from last night? Uh, I did not. And he's talking about the injuries and didn't. He's not willing to blame injuries on the loss last night because injuries are a part of the game. Did he say that? <laughs> yes. Ooh, not a good. Might be a little shade, shade. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know, man. The, the the overall the thing I think that's plagued us though, kind of getting back to the weight game and and really the last few games is our inability to um to play first quarter football, get behind. We put Devin Leary or whoever the quarterback is and in a position where he feels a, like he has to throw. He's got to throw, yep. and it and it forces the game script where Wake Forest on offense can do whatever they want. BC yeah. could do whatever they want. Hell yeah. And uh, we're forced and Clemson to can probably do what they want. We'll get to that in a second. But then, um, yeah, but then, like, I don't know. It's just been something where, I mean, we're, we're asking a, a freshman quarterback who started our first game to throw the ball 40 times. Not a recipe for, for winning football, in my opinion. It's truly um, not. And uh, we'll get to Clemson right now, but we do have a quick voicemail regarding the football team. Um. And I'm not ready to fire Dave Doran yet either. I don't know why I keep seeing all this about getting rid of Doran. He's a horrible coach. He's not a horrible coach. We've had more injuries than a damn World War II battleship at Pearl Harbor. I mean, we've been bombed. And you could argue that uh, we have about as much depth as a middle school team right now with the amount of injuries we've had. <laughs> Oh, man. Austin, I want to have a damn beer with you. You seem, you seem just like a damn good time outside of this podcast. So, um, what is it? You think, are you ready to fire Dave yet? I'm not ready to fire I'm Dave yet. I'm not ready to fire Dave yet either. No, I'm okay. I'm not riding that train quite yet. Um, I do have a voicemail that's slightly related to our next opponent. Opponent? Opponent. Uh, the Clemson Tigers. Hey, guys. Brandon from Philadelphia. First time in a long time. Uh, the, the CSP rankings coming out last night, and I want to get your thoughts on the two Big Ten teams making it in over uh, Clemson. All right, I'll uh, hang up and listen. <laughs> Thank you. That was Brian's second voicemail. He uh, he had one that he sounded a little more shaky on. I was like, dude, just go and fire off round two, practice a little bit, you'll be good. You, uh, Brian, you're good in your second one. Um, Brian's actually asking this all the way from Philly. Shouts to him. Uh, because he is a big Penn State guy. And, uh, Kent, what are your thoughts on Ohio State and Penn State being above our next opponent, Clemson? Well, I think it's trash, first yeah, of all. Yeah, agree. I think Clemson should be like three at the least. Yeah, I 100% agree. At the least. Um, yeah, they're, they're faulting them for their schedule, which they're beating teams by like 30 points a game. and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I don't buy it. Um, I will and, say that. Uh, sorry, Brian, but Penn State almost lost a pit. <laughs> so yeah, I but I think everybody's holding Clemson accountable for, for the, the Carolina, Carolina game. game. Yeah, but Carolina's actually a sorry, but they're a pretty damn decent team. Well, Pitt's better than Carolina. Do they have they played yet? No, they don't. They haven't played yet. That should be interesting. But Pitt's like six and three, and Carolina's four and five. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I I think I think they did it to piss Clemson off and so they uh, beat the shit out of so us. Beat the shit out of us. 
and probably beat every other opponent. It could be other thing is um, they. I'm I'm guessing the last game of their season is it always SC? Who's that? South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're probably just gonna do a curb stomp on SC since they beat Georgia and that transitive properties. Transitive property. And then Curb Stomp, who are they playing the ACC championship game? And they have to. I kind of hope Carolina wins the Coastal just so they get that Curb Stomp win. <laughs> Could you Same. imagine them playing Carol, uh, Clemson again? Uh, yeah. I mean, Clemson's I think Dabo a little would, put, pissed off Dabo would probably go like 50 or 60 on them. Yeah, if he doesn't drop a 50, a 50 burger, I'd, I'd be yeah. shocked. But I yeah. really don't want them to win the Coastal, but no, still, d- it would d- be fun never, to watch them play Clemson again. Yeah, yeah never wish that. But, um,. Brian, to your point, yeah, I, I think it's just to get, I think it's just to get conversation going because there's a reason you're leaving that voicemail. This because the 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 committee wants you to be able to talk about this way earlier than we should. Yeah, but they um, wanted to set those matchups up because I think Ohio State and Penn State play next week, and then you yep. got Louisville. I mean LSU. I don't know why I said Louisville, but <laughs> LSU and uh and and Alabama playing this week. All right, to round up the show, we have a little game preview. <laughs> Clemson week, baby. How, how about scheduling Clemson on homecoming? <laughs> how, how bad is that? Oh, man. I cannot wait for Saturday night. Kenny, will you be there? I will not be there. What? Yeah. Where are you going? Well, unfortunately, Holly's brother. That's Kent's wife. Our uh, stepbrother, Grayson, is having his engagement party. Oh, that'll be tight. Moorhead City. Okay. And so. I have to go to that. No shouts to Grayson. No shouts to Grayson. This I'm really pissed because I'm going to miss a memorable night of college football. We will talk about that. Um, I've got a little section that we haven't done in a while. It's uh, the forums. Oh, yeah. Bring us back. So, this is us being lazy internet researchers and just checking out a couple forums regarding uh, the, the game. And I, I hope you got all... Rubbing the Rock. Did you go to Rubbing the Rock this time? No, that's what you do in the bathroom. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, my favorite, I, I've got four. So, this is uh, the official game score prediction thread, Clemson versus NC State. I don't know what website this is on. No one cares. Um, congrats to Tiber, Tiger Balm 1 for winning last week's contest when he won up class of 1994 on the pick. Hey, great job. This week, the Tigers are going to be angry about the disrespect they're getting in the polls. Nancy's taint. Nancy Staint? Nancy's Taint. Interesting. Like NC State. I got it. Is terrible this year, so this isn't going to be much of a game. My prediction, 59 to 10. Good luck and go Tigers. Nancy's Taint. What do you think about that? They're just idiots down there. Um, if, this, if the scores... All right, this is all as read. Um, correct. If the scores the Tigers have already put up didn't get them in the top four, no score against the future opponents will either. I kind of hope we go 13-0 and get left out. Win the bowl game for 29 straight and have Jostens make some rings up and fly our own banner. Think how much credibility the media and the CFP will lose knowing that they kept out the Tigers because Saban is scared of 44 out of 51 and 16. That's just stupid. that's a real Clemson fan. Yeah, but there's he no, wants to win out and not get accepted into the playoffs. Stupid. And even if they win out, there's no way they're not getting in because we just talked about Alabama and LSU. One of them's getting a loss. One of them's getting a loss. And Penn State, Ohio State. One of them's getting, getting a loss. loss. Uh, stubborn Tiger, a good name for him. 
Um, this is talking about the AC, this is about the CFP rankings. What a freaking idiot! How can you put that many people in a room who are supposed to know about college football and they crap the bed in such a pathetic way? All caps. And then why doesn't the chairman step up and say, "quote unquote," y'all being stupid, Clemson won twenty five games in a row? Unquote. I uh, all caps. I swear to God. Regular letters. If that guy was right in front of me, I'd make him tell me to, to my face that Penn State was better. Then I'd whoop the dog piss out of him with three S's for him being so dadgum ignorant. I hope everyone on the committee bets against, oh, accent my Tigers in Vegas and then has to watch them run the train on all the other play oif teams, O-I-F-F. Don't believe me? Try me. Sick to my stomach right now. Clemson fans are the greatest. That guy was like really like, he must have just been like <laughs> he was all, thumbs firing. On he that. was also on one. Doran is the reason I didn't let my son go to NC State. He he personality didn't just sit well with me during our recruitment visit. Plus, he said some things that rub us completely the wrong way. And finally, you're underestimating the Wolf Tards. This is Clemson's trap game. This is your opinion, Kent. Well, I mean, they do have the mighty Wake Forest Demon Deacons coming up. They absolutely week. do. That will be game day. Uh, the pack will be coming in with a real weed up their arses over what has happened to them this season. The Tigers will get their all-out collective sacrifice everything play this Saturday. I'm predicting that Clemson gets out with a 10-point victory. I don't think this will be a blowout. This is their season right here and now. They're going to fight hard and for four quarters. If I'm wrong, then I'll eat crow here on Sunday on the fucking Clemson message boards. <laughs> <laughs> if the Tiger, if the Tigers, sorry, if the Tigers walk out with a ten point victory, it is going to hurt the CFP chances. I certainly no, hope not. that. Not I know. I idiots. certainly hope that Dabo and company is getting their heads on straight about this quote unquote trap game. I hate the Tigers playing in Carter Finley with this group of miscreants. What is a miscreant? I mean, you got to be a Clemson fan to know that word. Interesting. So it's all CFP. They don't care about us, which is fair because we have not looked very well the last two games. We haven't. So I'm but looking forward to it. We're I back will on be the there. Field. It's going to be colder than a Polar Bear's toenail. Oh, yeah? Is yeah. that from an um, outcast line? Yeah, I was going to put an outcast bit in there, but. Uh, did I just beat you to it? You did. I'm sorry. <clears throat> It'll also be colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra laying down on snow. Yeah, what do you know about Clemson? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they're three baller wide receivers. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence's locks? I mean, they're still beautiful. We've yeah. talked about that for the past year or so. Okay, I was just curious. Do you think that um, the state has any chance to uh, score 21 points? I don't know. We've got kind of a quick voicemail that uh, details a prediction. That being said, I feel like we're going to have some Saturday night magic. Valeri's <laughs> uh, uh, been knocked off his bike a few times, but he looks like he's ready to dig in and pedal our ass over the finish line. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is uh, I've never heard of that analogy. I <laughs> fucking love it. Uh, Kent, you got a real, weirdly real, good feeling about this game. Tell me about it. Well, it was really, really, really good and strong last week, and then I watched this play Clemson, and it's not quite as strong. I mean, we watched, Clemson. We I watched this play Wake Forest, and it's not quite as strong. But with that being said, I will not be surprised if the pack squeaks out a victory on Saturday night. And I'm not a, I'm not going to just say it's, it's a definitive fact or anything, but I think that 
worlds are aligning. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Clemson is going to. Uh, so first of all, Clemson's turned the ball over a little bit this year. They have. Uh, we have not gotten any turnovers. I, I you just mentioned that. Yeah, um, uh, T. Lawrence has been a little loose with the football this year. Uh, so maybe we get some turnovers. Okay, I don't. <laughs> all right. This will be the this will be the time. This will be the time. Uh huh. And then uh, Devin Leary gets back on his bike <laughs> and pedals us to the finish line. Yeah, I mean, now the only way that we can win this game is if we can keep it relatively low scoring. Uh huh. Um, maybe pray for some rain, um, or a hurricane. Um, Hurricanes, we do really well in. Uh, I saw that it's going to be cold. There's a chance for. Um, um, there's just a chance for magic at Carter Finley Stadium on night games, and I think it's going to be electric. What I hope is is that fans don't let um, the last two weeks, you know, regardless if if state gets blown out on Saturday night or not, um, we need to be there and we need to support the group. And you know, it is what it is. Be there, cheer loud, wear red, go pack. So, official score prediction, Kent. I got to get this from you, then we're going to get the hell out of here. All right. Score prediction is, hmm, I'm going to go NC State 24, Clemson 21, full moon over Carter Finley. Let's go. Special night. I miss it, and I'm depressed for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, 38 to 17, we covered. Go Pack. At least we covered. Anything else tonight, buddy? Yeah, if we don't win, we'll get beat by 27. Yeah, it's either. Okay, I get that. <laughs> man, I've enjoyed tonight. Yeah, it's been fun, man. What about our six-pack? I guess we just went a little long, huh? We went a little long. No six-pack. We'll pick it up next week. But thank you, everyone that contributed to voicemails. Uh, yeah, Taylor and Austin. Brian, Brandon, Taylor, Austin. Um, we're going to set up a way for you guys to all us email. It, it's going to be best if you guys do voice recorders on your iPhone and just email them to us. They sound a lot better. But greatly appreciate the input. I hope we shout you guys out enough. But... I think we're out this bitch, and uh, can't you got anything to say? Stay hungry, y'all. Go Pack. Good luck. Go Wolfpack.